Welcome everybody, this is Afro Leads, the podcast. Afro Leads consists of two sisters, myself Steph and my sister Julie, and we're on a mission to promote Black British business and culture. At present, we have multiple platforms where we showcase our Black excellence, that could be on Instagram, Twitter or Facebook, where we post positive features about Black business, groups, communities, celebrities, music and so much more. Today's guest is former Woman Crush Wednesday and emerging designer Tihara Smith. Everything about her vision, passion, heritage and motivation is so Afro-Leeds. She studied for her BA in fashion at the University for the Creative Arts in Epsom. She has since praised not only her technical education, but also the librarians and cultural influencers that helped develop her style and talent. Hashtag Black Girl Magic. Her wondrous inspired collection is unbelievable. Have a look on her page to see the influence of social history and political slogans in her work. It's plain to see the references to the Windrush movement of people from the Caribbean to the UK in the 1940s, 50s and 60s celebrated across her work, provoking her own identity and stamp across each stunning piece. One of our favourites, the You Called We Came statement that is emblazoned on her stylish embroidered bags, recognising the huge contribution the Windrush generation have made and continue to make to the British society and the responsibility of decision makers in the industry to hire people from a wide variety of backgrounds. Keep motivating us, Tiara Smith. Your awareness of self is inspirational to many. It's so beautiful to see your visions and we generally look forward to supporting and sharing your future successes. Welcome to our podcast. <laughs> air horn, air horn, air horn. Amazing. No, it's um, everything that obviously we've mentioned in the introduction is so true. And I'd say, I think it was like Julie mentioned, the you called we came, the bags when that came out, when we first were introduced to your amazing work and your amazing talent. So it's been a long time coming this podcast, mm. this conversation. So thank you so much. No worries. I'm excited. It's good, good to meet you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's really sweet. So um, as with most of our guests, um, we're, as Julia mentioned, we're so humbled and so grateful for your time, but we want to get to know as much as we can about you in, in quite a short space of time. That noise, everybody, is my son, Andre, and he's making his first feature on our podcast. <laughs> but as with, with most of our guests, we'd like to know as much as we can about who Tihara was before you became this amazing, wonderful um, artist. So if you can just fill us up in, um, in regards to your heritage and um, your childhood and just let us know everything about you from that, from that side of things. Yeah, so I'm originally from South London, like where I was raised and everything, but my family is from St. Lucia in Jamaica. And I went to, like, yeah, primary school or secondary school all in South London. And I was always interested in creative arts and arts and crafts and things like that. But it was not till I went to secondary school and I studied textiles that I got into fashion and sewing. So did you do a textiles GCSE? Yeah, and A level. And A level. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Wow. I bet you're um are you in touch with any of your former teachers? I bet they're so proud that you've carried on. Yeah. I still talk to my textiles teacher and she was the one that inspired me to do fashion because she'd worked in the fashion industry before so then she kind of pushed me to like study it and everything that's wonderful I did textiles GCSE I loved it I absolutely loved it I think I remember because there was quite an interest in my year group to do it because they'd they'd cancelled it you could always do like food technology but they'd 
hadn't had enough interest in previous years, but they brought it back for my year and absolutely loved, um, loved it. So interesting and, and varied. And, Did you not make a cushion? In yeah. Your, a Ghanaian cushion? Yeah, we've still got it. It's like, oh, oh. I don't even want to think of all that. That's amazing though. Yeah, I had successes and failures. I made a cushion and we were of Ghanaian heritage, so I, I made it in the colours of the Ghanaian flag and in the shape of a traditional Ghanaian stool and with oh. a symbol on it and it's still still going strong it's beautiful um, it's one from Kodima, it's yeah but yeah anyway it's not about me it's <laughs> <laughs> so you've always been creative but it's in secondary school that you really kind of honed your craft and, and kind of uh, pursued it as a thought of you know studying it and pursuing it as a career yeah in terms of your creativity is it always been within the line of fashion and and in textiles or has it been in other areas as well well like in primary school I did more like drawing and painting and I used to go to drawing classes on after school and on the weekend and in the summer holidays so I thought like before I could want to be more like an artist but then as I got older I really didn't really enjoy just making like paintings I like to make things that you can use okay. or that you can wear or things like that oh, so it's kind of functional art I suppose isn't it yeah yeah, yeah. brilliant and the art that you were you created as a child was that always celebrating or featuring your heritage or is that something that came later with your, your degree yeah it came more with my degree I think before because they give you like themes and mm. things you have to follow so it's a bit harder to like do things that you wanted to do but in my final year at uni, that was the first time I could do like whatever I wanted to do. So then I really wanted to explore the Caribbean in more detail. Oh, brilliant. So were these, so some of the kind of the designs that are now like prints that we see a lot of, so like the, so I've always mispronounced this, but the um, Monsterra, is it right? Monsterra leaf? Yeah, that- Monsterra, yeah. And um, the hibiscus, how do they start off, for example? Uh, yeah, so like just looking at pictures of like the plants and the like the natural images of the Caribbean and then drawing them by hand and then drawing them on the computer and stuff and then experimenting with it. Have you always felt like you were encouraged to tap into your heritage or were you ever... Or was it ever a moment where you felt uncomfortable going to to draw upon that side of your background? I asked the question because we've had previous creatives on before, and I think their head their headstrong and their desire and their passion and their purpose has always been very clear to them. So regardless of the environment, they've maybe not you know had or felt you know directed to do one thing over the other. But I'm just really keen to see if if, if you were ever in that environment where you felt maybe conflicted or you know maybe put put off drawing upon your your heritage I think I don't think I've ever experienced that I think when like because I went to because I started doing it when I was at uni I think it's a very when you go to like an art college very like a open experimental kind of environment so I think you're encouraged to try lots of different things and explore things and I think and explore your interests or what's personal to you yeah and I think I was I went to quite I guess a more diverse university in the end because I, I started off I went to London College of Fashion at oh. first 
right. and then I didn't really enjoy the course so I went there for a year and then I moved to Epsom afterwards and I think the environment's a bit more like what I enjoyed working in yeah well that's really great that you recognize that something wasn't right for you yes. and being brave and bold and making that change because often it's like oh no well this course was three years four years five whatever and that you feel like you have to go the, yeah. the distance even if you realize that the reality of it for you isn't right so that's 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 really great that you have the courage to do that yeah it was yeah it was a hard time because I think you feel a bit like you failed a little bit when you have to like move and start again but I'm glad I did it now yeah well yeah no I mean it's a great example for, for those watching you and it's not a failure it's, it would it's have been a failure to yourself if you'd perhaps continue because maybe the experience might have completely put you off and we wouldn't be able to enjoy yeah. your amazing designs and things because you might have been scarred by it but it's, it's yeah. a lot of maturity and it's really different did you go straight to university from school yeah yeah because you're still quite young and I don't think mm. or any with any course I think unless you're actually on it you don't really know you could go to like open days and things but it's until you're actually experiencing yeah. you don't know if it's the right thing for you yeah that's so true even open days I think there is the marketing art though yeah it's the best yeah. so you, you can only it. see a snippet of actually what the three years is going to look like so yeah, I mean, there's loads of people that I think that I know that would have, 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 that have been in that exact situation. So like you say, it's a lesson, isn't it? Not a failure. It's uh, Oh, definitely. Um, and it's obviously you, you found the right place for you because you've just been excelling since, which is fantastic. And then again, just another question about your design work. Again, I'm not a creative at all in that sense at all. So I always find it fascinating, the process of how you get the outcome you want. So your your final project, the you called we came was that the vision that you wanted and how did you get to that you know idea in terms of color material size everything about it how did that format itself yeah so we I started off um like going to an exhibition in at the, at the Tate Britain and they had like images of different black immigrants and I think also Indian from the 70s and everything so then I was looking at um, those photographs and that's when I decided I want to take it forward as an idea so then you have to look for all the like color and textiles and like how's everything going to come together so then that's when you start looking at other books and things so I found a book about Caribbean houses because they'd be like really colorful mm -hmm. and they had the images of the like nature and everything and then looking at yeah flowers and different things like that and then you just kind of start putting it all together, kind of like a puzzle. But you kind of don't really know where you're going to end up in the end. Mm. Because I guess that's kind of the fun of it. Because it's kind of like exciting to go on the journey, like the creative journey to get to the end. Yeah. And I think when I did the, when I started, it was like 2017, like October. And that was before the Windrush scandal was like in the news as much, because more like 2018. Yeah. And so I'd already started the project. So I think it took more, a little bit more of a, I, I added a bit more political things in there towards that time because like just reacting to what was happening and wanting to like, but like the year called we came and things like that was like later on. So you kind of just oh, always so adding to it. Yeah. The slogan came later, but the yeah. theme of, the, of, of celebrating the Caribbean and yeah. 
because I just think it's fascinating because am I right in thinking what we're enjoying currently or the what started your um, business is actually your final year project yeah elements of it so and was it initially more like because I remember seeing quite a bit of clothing as well uh, or like a, a lovely beautiful like raffia coat was it yeah 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 so for the for my degree because it was at fashion I had to make um six outfits and accessories so they started off with just more the clothing side mm -hmm. and then after I finished the degree I kind of like didn't want to stop making stuff to do with the project or still looking at the theme and everything so then I made like a few small bags and then because they're handmade like the price point is a lot higher than what maybe people usually buy and so it was hard to like get out there so then that's when I made like the notebooks and like paper products and things like that yeah and they're all still available there aren't they but I've definitely seen handbags and beautiful like wool hanging and was that intentional as well using the material the raffia material is that a skill set that you had already or did you develop that for this project I I had done like hand embroidery like cross stitch things like growing up and stuff but I never done that with the raffia and everything that was more like as I started this project and started looking at like Caribbean crafts and things so I kind of taught myself for the project oh wow that's amazing like we're massive fans of your work as we've raved about at the start and what I love seeing is the progression you're expanding the range that's available and then also just thinking more sustainably um so you you know we're seeing seeded cards your non-plastic packaging and things which I might tell you about later because I'm really interested in in it as well like um and I also as a kind of customer I just think it's really lovely that you remember or even not just if it's a first purchase there's always like a really thoughtful handwritten note from yourself in it and I just think that's such a gorgeous touch and it's exquisitely packaged and everything it's um I just really appreciate those personal touches so it's a long-winded way to ask you what's your favorite part of the collection and or favorite items to that you produce that are on sale um I think I really like the handmade items because I guess that's what where it all started from and I guess it's more like practical and like making something by hand and being able to share it with other people and I like the outcome and how it looks but it's I like it but sometimes I don't like it because it's so time consuming <laughs> <laughs> so I like that but then I do also like the like cards and things because like because they're digitally designed I can experiment with more ideas and just print things and see how they turn out and then because they're like at a lower price point and more everyday items so I can share it with more people yeah no they're brilliant I definitely um purchased a lot of cards and notebooks and um I do hope to get a wall hanging one day uh because they're they're, they're beautiful they're really exquisite and um yeah so in terms of being a well I guess predominantly an online entrepreneur would that be fair to say I know you've had a few yeah before but um you, you you know you must be incredibly organized is it just you or do you have there other people around you that assist you uh well day to day it's just me but my mum helps like on the weekends or after work so yeah it's quite a lot of 
like hat to wear yeah so yeah. you for you doing obviously you're producing and designing these wonderful products then yeah. like social media like do you manage your website and everything it's a really great website by the way very you know easy to navigate and very visually impressive thank you so, so my mum um she works in online so she works in content and websites and things so she was able to help me to like design it and make it and everything and then now that she's helped me with that at the beginning the more difficult stuff so that I can update it and then she helps me sometimes when oh. I want to add new things yeah yeah oh, brilliant did you ever think that you when you're doing your university collection that it would lead to a business or an enterprise no I didn't think it's quite cool now to look back see where it came from but I didn't have the intention at first I guess all great things do a lot of great things are just they're kind of they're born they're not like um yeah like natural like it's yeah just, it's like an organic progression isn't it that you yeah and it's maybe you've obviously enjoyed producing it and people have responded really well to it so you if you see you're thinking about it you still offer the handmade pieces that started it all but you also just have made it I guess more accessible with the stationery that you've branched out into haven't it Everything. yeah they're more like everyday items and things did um obviously you're working in an online space how did you find the whole lockdown and the pandemic did it help your business were you I suppose it's really difficult to say because it was a real problematic time for everybody wasn't it really but from a business perspective how was that period for you? Um, I think at first yeah it was like quite quiet because I had like um, physical like pop-up things and markets planned but then they were all cancelled so but it was kind of good because during the beginning of lockdown that's when I first made the cards because I had the extra time to like design cards and things so it's a good in a way to have like space to like try new things and everything like that but it was difficult in terms of like sales and business type side of things yeah I could I could totally understand it but I, I, I think lockdown's been one of those things where I wouldn't say it's been as black and white as people either were surviving or, or they were thriving. I think yeah. there were periods of both for most people, weren't they, in, in, in so many different areas. Yeah. But no, it's great to see that obviously you, you had time to develop other areas as well, which is great. Yeah. Um, so random question. So we're inspired by various things, various people, um, people like, like yourself, like young creatives, people that are, you know, that have been in the game forever and ever, and that are just so rehearsed in what they do. What, I was wondering what motivates or what inspires you? Uh, I think the like subject matter, like the Caribbean and like the black history aspect, I think it's like, it's really nice to be able to like learn more about it and keep exploring it. So I think that motivates me to keep going. And I think like when I hear people say that they like the products and like, especially people that maybe from the Caribbean and feel like represented and everything and enjoy like the words and the designs. I think that keeps me motivated to keep going. Have you been to St. Lucia before? Yeah, I've been three times. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, since I was a baby. So not, not many times, but the last time I went was 
2019 so just before the pandemic I guess mm. or the year before yeah. so I was quite lucky that I got to go before yeah. all the restrictions oh yeah yeah and did, did you find that trip inspired because you would have already started your project was that quite helpful in terms of some of the kind of designs that you have yeah it was a good it was a good like inspirational trip to like to get a feel of like the actual Caribbean mm. because I guess my work comes more from the perspective of like having Caribbean heritage in yeah. the UK so it's good to get a feel of like what's actually like in the Caribbean and like see everything for myself yeah and I at the time I just had some of the handmade bags so I was able to take some pictures of it in the in St Lucia so that was nice oh, wow. oh that's, that's amazing. amazing yeah oh what a feeling that's wonderful because the bag one of them I've seen has got like a beautiful wooden banana shaped handle did you craft that as well or are you working with someone else to do that so that was a laser cut oh so did just, you wow. yeah so I just did the design in illustrator and then get a laser cut and then stain it that's oh, wow. amazing I love how you say it's just but that's like, <laughs> like oh my god is that what you're doing so being created that's incredible beautiful I know what you mean though that it's so intricate look beautiful yeah there's just so much attention to detail in your work as I said it's before that there's the presentation when you receive it as well um, yeah the hand the hand yeah. that don't, you know it's a lovely okay so it's interesting you sort of like had to have a bit of a, a pivot initially you were going to do pop-up shops but then you've done more online but you have done quite a few pop-up shops do you enjoy having a physical retail space as well um yeah I enjoy so I did like the six-week pop-up shop mm-hmm. in Covent Garden yeah. and that was just a nice experience especially putting like everything together and seeing everything laid out and getting feedback and be able to see everyone that comes in but it's a lot of it's a lot of work <laughs> yeah I bet. So, yeah so I do like I do enjoy doing like the markets and things it's like maybe just for a weekend or just for the day yeah but yeah so I like the balance of both I think it's nice you've achieved a lot a great amount of success and you should be so proud and we you know not trying to be condescending but you are still very young as well so there's I'm sure there's so much more to come what advice would you give other young entrepreneurs who are carving out their careers uh, I think to take advantage of like the opportunities and the resources that there, especially when you're young, because there's a lot of things there for like if you're under 30 or under 25, like um, mentoring or things like that. Because when I was in secondary school, there was like an organization called Business Launchpad. It's in like one space in Wandsworth in South London, and they do like free business mentoring for young people and things like that and then I think entering like competitions and like grants and I think there's just so much there to like use and like learn from other people so I think that's one of the the best pieces of advice I can give because even the pop-up shop in Covent Garden that was a competition that, that I entered yeah so it's like it's worth just entering even if you I didn't think that I would win it <laughs> so it's like worth just entering because you never know sometimes they just don't have enough entrance so then you can like get the opportunity well I'm sure you're so deserving though to and <laughs> products would really complemented you know the space and also other 
retailers around. But yeah, I guess you've got to be in it to win it, really, don't you? Yeah. yeah. Just, um, that's really sensible. So what's next for you, Tihara? Like, or for Tihara Smith, the brand? Um, I think at the moment, I'd like to like get the products in some retailers or independent retailers because I'm like in London mm. and it's, it's hard to get outside like just like the money to like travel or to do pop-up shops or events outside of London so I'd like to do to get some uh, retailers to maybe stock the products so that's what I'm working at, at the moment just finding like linking with getting stockists but yeah like looking for stockists and hopefully being stocked in some shops and things oh brilliant well you know I'm sure that that will come and hopefully I hope you kind of partner with the right people that yeah. get get it um far and wide because it, it deserves to be and I just you know yes um it strongly draws on your Caribbean heritage but I don't think you have to be of Caribbean heritage to appreciate it they're just beautiful um, and really like excellent quality in terms of like your stationery and yeah. and also there's I don't know yes it's all there's a lot that's very kind of culturally appropriate you do offer a lot of products that are kind of generic to everyone you know like you know yeah birthday girl your baby boy baby girl those kind of things and um and I love I've got quite a few of the cards that are uplifting inspirational messages so like you know don't worry about a thing and things like that you know yeah it's yeah so um it definitely it would, would fit well like you know somewhere like paper chase or scribble or scribble or something yeah, like yeah. that yeah we'll pray for that for you yeah, yeah thank you I had a quick question just in regards to the products that you do. When you're obviously an entrepreneur, you're new, what makes you think like, because obviously you've gone from your your bread and butter, which is obviously the, the fashion side of things as well. And then obviously you, you, you've moved into like the space of like stationery, which is incredible. It's obviously worked. It's been amazing success as well, which is really good to see. But as from somebody who often doubts themselves a lot when it make, comes to making plans sometimes I can be really good at making making a snap decision and going yeah I'm going to go for it and then other times I'm like oh I've maybe think too much and I talk myself out of it how do you know like what how do you know when to back yourself and how do you know when to think actually no I'm going to move on that's a good question I think I feel the same sometimes like when I start doing especially when I started doing the cards I remember like talking to my mom and being like oh they don't look good I don't know if I'm going to do them anymore and then she was like what and then she she encouraged me to like just do it and just see what happens because you never know and sometimes you're just being hard on yourself yeah so do you think sometimes it's good to have like a second opinion a wing woman or that kind of thing yeah that can be good like yeah if it's like a supportive friend or family member that you can like bounce off your ideas because they usually will like support you and hopefully if they're like honest they can like tell you like if they really think it will work and then it can give you some confidence yeah it's a really good, yeah. good idea really good piece of advice actually but let's move on to the melanin magic mm. question so i'm really interested to hear your answer to this actually i think it'll be really profound and um, no pressure um <laughs> but yeah it's time for the melanin, melanin magic question which is what are your hopes and dreams for black british culture in the next five to ten years and do you have any insights or ideas on how we're going to get there um, I think, I hope that 
we continue to like learn about like our history like the black British history and like the real history and not just what we're taught at school and everything like that and people feel more proud to like honor their background and their history and everything and I think to get there it's continuing like what we're doing like even this podcast and like the the, the black curriculum where they're like getting things into schools and because I think it's like every generation can push it forward and move what we're doing forward so I think the more young people that get involved and and continue learning about their background and I think because for me I relied a lot on asking my grandparents and my parents about their experiences I think it'll be good if people continue to do that Mm. so that we can continue learning and not forget like how far we've come and what, what we had to go through I love that and do you know what you're part of that whole change as well because we did a post on you the woman crush wednesday and i remember one of the messages and it was a, a, a white lady who had responded and said um it's made me look up what this was about because again the post and obviously your, your, your products are so eye-catching so beautiful but then for somebody who didn't know what the wind was wrong actually think what does you called me you called for you know and then actually think actually there's a lot of history behind a couple of sentences and a beautiful mm. product actually so you're part of that the stuff that you're doing it's, it's really yeah. impactful so I, I love that you're all about wanting change and to drive change generationally but the stuff that you do the, so well it's it's definitely a part of that change I think thank you yeah I think when I like make the products I want to make it something that everyone feels comfortable to like explore and to look at but then maybe like you said like look deeper into it and look at the background definitely yeah what were you going to say you're gonna no I just said it's really you're absolutely right you've kind of um your slogans are very impactful and in mm. a few words um it I don't know the message is really powerful yeah and if it's encouraging people because that's what you want people need to discover for themselves I think there is an increasing um kind of mindset that people are not just taking things for granted or taking things for as they may have previously been introduced or if they've not been introduced and they're just this this appetite to try and self to discover for yourself different things you know and and different truths and and different sides of um of of a story so that you get a fuller picture of of, of events and uh, that's great that that that, um i thought it was really impactful to do that but even I think, you know, this sorry, sorry to go back onto it, but even I think until about five years ago, I didn't really understand every element of the Windrush. I was very much a case of, I understood that there was a boat, I understood people came over, but the element of actually being called to help rebuild Britain, that yeah. message never hit home for me. I realised that people came, but what was the reason for it? And why were these skilled people being asked to come here? Not just dragged here because they needed bodies. These were skilled people coming over. So the more, like, there, there are products and businesses and brands that do highlight that element of it to make us think outside of the box, the better that it is for everybody, really, whether you're black, white, or whatever colour you are. So I think it's so important, the work that you do. So important. So never forget that. There's always people that will learn and uh, have to you know self-educate themselves as to uh, as to what this means to to Britain or to to different cultures so I think it's so important oh massively yeah so thank you so much for your time Tara it's been just incredible we could 
speak to you all day, but obviously we can't. You've got you've got a busy woman. Um, <laughs> how can listeners, our listeners, get in touch with you and your products? Do you have any? Are you happy to share your social media handles? Yes, yeah, so I'm at Tahara Smith on Instagram, and it's T I H A R A S M I T H, and then the website is taharasmith.com. So please do check it out. She's amazing. We have, obviously, as we said before, we've been huge fans for a long time. You never disappoint. Um, and we're just so excited to see what comes out next. Everything you do is always gold. It's absolutely amazing. So it's been a pleasure to talk to you today. Yeah, it's so nice to like meet you. Thank it's you. Like, yeah, you guys were one of the first to see like a post or to share my work. So it was really nice. Oh, it's yeah, well, our pleasure to, to come across you. And we genuinely are. Big big fans to support it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, we just love it. So it's um we're doing our best to kind of restrain ourselves from fan getting but let's wrap it up. That is it from us today. Thank you so much, Tahara, for, for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure. I know our listeners would have loved and taken so many aspects to link, think about and to obviously to take from today. So it's been amazing. Thank you to our listeners for listening and join us again next time. 